lot of times I think we all get wrapped up into saying yes to every single thing that comes our way. And yeah. then the net result, we all know, is a long to-do list of things, uh, things that you're not satisfied with. And at the end of the day, if you still feel like, man, I still have 50 million things to do, that just means that we haven't said no to things that are not going to have the impact that, that we all are here to do. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, so this is our hashtag one thing episode. Sangram and I discuss various topics that are applicable to you and our community, like personal development, trends in the marketplace, big wins, big mistakes, and more. Here we go. Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry. I'm one of the producers of the show. And as always, I'm here with Sangram Vajray. Sangram, how are you doing today, man? Fantastic, dude. This is a great topic. I'm ready. I'm fired up for this. Yes. So so we're going to be talking about the secret to more power and influence. And Sangram, I will let you kind of drop the mic with the answer to this what is what is the power or what is the the secret to more power and influence saying no and i know this might sound like well, what what are we, are we saying more yes or no or are there different things no it's really one word saying no <laughs> and you know it, it's been one of the craziest thing as soon as you start saying no all of a sudden, other opportunities come up. A lot of times, I think we all get wrapped up into saying yes to every single thing that comes our way. And yeah. then the net result, we all know, is a long to-do list of things, uh, things that you're not satisfied with. And at the end of the day, if you still feel like, man, I still have 50 million things to do, that just means that we haven't said no to things that are not going to have the impact that, that mm-hmm. we all are here to do. So I yeah. feel the single biggest power uh, most powerful word or the most influential word, word um, in everything that I've ever read or thought about is to say very simply no to things that don't create that impact. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I think um, you, you know you had mentioned offline this idea of like we start working on penny problems instead of dollar problems when when we don't when we don't know how to say no. Can you elaborate on that a bit? Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, let's just let's just think about the 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 last five projects or last five initiatives uh, you might be doing. And if you if you just go ahead and and this is an exercise for everybody to kind of go back and do if, if they can today is simply write down the last five things that you said yes to. And it might be getting milk from the grocery store, and that is important because your family needs that. Uh, but then maybe you've said yes to a meeting that you probably don't need to be and then question that should you be there or maybe you have um, said yes to um, a conversation that you know we, we conversations are great but do you really need to have that conversation bro? And, and and just literally list down all those things and you and, and put it in a context this is something i do quite often because i find myself in the same shoes even though i'm saying say no i'm not good at it i i think we all as humans have this innate thing of saying yes and I look at it, I'm like, oh my goodness, I spent the whole last week doing the small little things and I completely did not focus on the top two or three priorities that is going to help my company or my myself grow. 
I yeah. just haven't done that. And, and that's what I mean by when I say penny problems that either could be addressed or could be deferred or could be pushed out into the future and then focusing on the dollar problem, which means these are the things I need to handle right now. Otherwise, they're going to have a big, massive impact positively or negatively on the organization. Love it. Could you could you share some examples, Sangram, just to give people kind of an idea of of you know what are some things that uh, some some examples of what they should be saying no to? Absolutely, I got I got five of them, so we're just gonna run through yeah. run through some of them, and I love your thoughts on it, uh, James, as well. So the the first one that I think about, this is what I jotted down before we we hit record was saying no, and this is one of the hardest things to do. Saying no to a future customer. As, as people listen to the podcast know, we don't call anybody prospects. So it's your future customer that you're trying to sell your product or service or whatever it might be, saying no. And what does that mean? Well, what that means is if they're asking for unrealistic things that you can do or shouldn't do, or if they are pushing you over the edge to do things that doesn't make any sense, or they're just pushing you on the price and, and you just can't do it if you want to create a business of scale, you know, saying no to them. I think we mm-hmm. all fall into the crap of, oh, the customer is always right. I get it. The customer pays the bill and we need to have customer. But there's a difference between the right customer and the wrong customer. And people confuse that. They, they, we say yes to everybody. And, and here's an example. I remember when I was going through, yeah, when I was part of the acquisition of Salesforce, I remember one of the greatest learnings I had through that acquisition and the process was, we created integrations with every single CRM. Salesforce was obviously one of them, but we also created integrations with Zoho and uh, other like CRMs out there. And what happened was 80-90% of our customers, all, all they wanted was Salesforce integration. They did not, there was only five customers or something, they had Zoho. But guess what? Those five customers were draining 50% of their engineering horsepower because it was so hard to create integrations and API and all the things. So net-net, we said yes to the customer because they're one of the 100 customers, let's just say 100 to, to begin with, but that one customer is draining 50% of my engineering power, whereas I should be putting all of that engineering power into Salesforce integration. So all of that to say is that we have to be very careful of what we mean when, when, we, when we are saying yes to the customer. And I would say if, it does, if, if it's not solving 90% of the problems for 90% of your customers, then maybe you should say no to that or defer that, that customer for now. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. What's, uh, what's the next example? The other one that, that I, I think that, that people are starting to, to say, think about is really internal meetings. I don't know a single person out there today who is not overloaded with meetings in their, uh, in their office or in their day. Yeah. How, how many meetings do you have every single day? I mean, we 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 actually do a pretty good job about this internally about not doing not doing a lot of internal meetings. So we have we have one uh, with our with our team every Monday afternoon, and the rest of the meetings that we have are with future customers and uh, and existing customers. So I feel like we've gotten that down pretty pretty pat. But it's uh, but I mean I've been at I, I was I was actually on a plane coming back from Austin a couple of days ago. And it was a guy from uh, you know, a big company that we've all heard of. Uh, and he had his calendar, his Google Calendar pulled up. And I see the logo in the top left corner. So that's how I know what, <laughs> what, what company he's from. I wasn't like purposely 
creeping on this guy. But I just like <laughs> glanced over and I looked at his calendar and it was literally like the entire the entire week was yeah. was booked from like I mean every minute of every day and and it was just back to back to back to back to back meeting and I can't like may, maybe this guy was a sales guy and these were all you know sales <laughs> calls but but somehow I doubt it because um, yeah. I've been at teams where it's you they just internal meeting you to death. Uh, and, and, and so I completely get what you're saying here. We've, we've chosen to not do that, uh, in our organization, but, but I, yeah, I mean, what, wh- why do you think, do you, do you think it's because companies tend to just, uh, fear giving decision-making power to, to someone and they, they kind of get paralysis by group decision. So every, every decision has to be made by a group of people, which means there has to be a meeting to talk about it. I mean, I, dude, there's just so many different details and it's, it's a topic in itself. How do you manage internal meetings? Uh, you know, maybe you do, do a separate session on this. But at the highest level, I, I do believe, James, that a lot of times, especially like, you know, let's just take Terminus as an example, and we're not the best at it uh, by any stretch. And we went from three co-founders to about 200 people in the last three years, which means we have pure chaos. Of yeah. things, you know, there's, everything is on always is is on fire. Uh, there's you know, processes we haven't really created, and and we're just hiring 10, 15, 30 people, you know, on a very regular basis, which creates an incredible amount of stress on uh, on management and, and management especially. So what what has really started to happen is is for us is like oh my goodness, everybody's in every meeting. And then slowly you realize that, wait a minute, I just spent the whole day in meetings. So some of the things I do, uh, which I think we have talked about a little bit in one of the previous productivity hacks, is I'll make sure that one day of the week I've completely blocked it, but I have no meetings that day. Uh, absolutely, unless something is dropping off and there's a partnership or there is a really, really important, my ENO, one day of the week is completely blocked. And, and that has really helped me think. And it's yeah. so hard to, to think because 90% of the time in those meetings, if you are actually not the person doing anything, you're actually wasting time. I think Peter Drucker has the best quote on this. He said, there are only two types of meetings that happen in, in the business world. One are productive meetings and the other are complete waste of time. And he's like, this is literally black and white. It's like they're productive meetings or complete waste of time. A lot of times, I think we all could get the update on that meeting and say, hey, just send an email update to what was the decision made and who is doing what. And that's really all we really want to know, most of the people. There are only two or three people in a meeting of 10 people that are actually going to do the work. Why do you need all the other people? And and that's where it goes back to, are we empowering the people and are we saying no to it? And and I think by saying no, this is weirdly crazy, by saying no, you're empowering people. You're not trying to get out of meetings for the sake of it. You're actually saying, no, no, no. Uh, let's say, Peter, it is your, this is your thing to run. I trust you and I empower you to make decisions on it. And if you have questions, let's you and I chat later on offline, but go for it and run the meeting and let's see where we come with. I think that is yeah. such an empowering thing for your team. Yeah. I, I, I forget who it was. I don't know if it was David Cancel that I heard say this. For some reason, I want to say it was him. But talking about this idea of empowering empowering people in the team if they're in a meeting that is not, they're not, you know, contributing to, or, or they don't have, they don't have anything to say. 
empowering them to say, hey, you can leave this meeting at any time. Like if 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 you're here and and you, That's you know, right. realize in the first you know five minutes that hey, like I'm not gonna really be able to contribute anything here. Like to 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 leave, you know, without this feeling of like, oh, I'm gonna be disrespectful if you know it, it's just a part of their culture. I can't remember specifically it was if it was Drift or somebody else, but I I love that idea of saying. Hey, you have you have a free ticket to get out of this meeting if if you aren't adding value to it because we want you to actually be productive with your time and not just get yeah. stuck in meetings that you don't need to be in all day. So and he's I, kind I of taking the, pol- the the politics yeah. out of you know walking out of a meeting and causing a ruckus to saying no, like we actually <laughs> encourage that. Yeah, man, dude, and I believe that it's probably is uh, somebody like David Cancel, a given given you know someone, and it has to come from somebody like him, right? In a company, if you're yeah. a founder or a CEO, because he, otherwise there's a whole bunch of chaos that could that could happen. But that really brings me to this the, the third point, and and maybe just keep it to three is also saying no to to negativity that comes your way, and I think mm. this is a really really big one. Um, I think it, it happens to all of us. And I'm gonna like literally hone in onto this one, and hopefully people can listen to this. This is this is the part that I was really really fired up um, to do this. We all get this every single day. You know, people either believe in you or people kind of set you up, and you have to you have to believe in yourself. And and a lot of times, what happens is when you are trying to do the things that are beyond the status quo, you are trying to say no to a lot of standard things, checklist of things that you know if you do, the job is safe or nobody's going to say you did anything wrong, right? A lot of people fall into that trap of checkbox. The example is, okay, we're going to do an event. An event, we need a great booth, um, a great uh, setup. We need to have lunches and dinners. And we need to set this up. If any marketer does that, or if a salesperson sets up five demos, if they do that, they'll be checking the box. And that's amazing. But beyond that, if they are trying to do something new, everybody's like, well, wait a minute. We have never done the margarita thing at the, at the booth. Let's not, let's not do that. So there is a lot of negativity that comes to you because if it has never been done before and you are the first person to say that, let's try that, we need to set expectations with ourselves is, look, it's going to happen. And our job is to rise above it and, and not let that negativity take you away from the mission or the vision that you have. But figure out a way to say, you know what, you're right. Maybe it won't work, but how about it? We try it a smaller scale and see if it works, see if, if the idea works. And if it does, then let's come all together and then do it in a bigger way at the next event. That's just a simple thought to go around it. But I, in my lifetime, I feel like I've faced so much negativity around ideas that are purely challenging the status quo. It's not against anybody, but it's like, man, if we just do check the box things, that's no fun. We, 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 you know, there's a personality. There's something that we need to do bigger and better. There's a purpose for all of us. So every time any project, I will, I will really implore on this, this point is, are we doing something that is more meaningful and beyond the checklist of things? And when you get negativity from all the people, it could even be from your boss or your own peers or people reporting to you. It doesn't really matter. At that point, how do you react and how do you bring people together? I think that is the sign of true leadership, and it is a really, really hard thing to do. Yeah, I completely agree, man. So, so in in closing this out, you know, you talked about three examples what it looks like to you know to say no to something this week. Uh, 
how how do you want to wrap this up with a with a little bow tie today, singer? Oh man, this is this is a quote uh, from my favorite. This might show a little bit glimpse into the kind of movies I watch. Like big fan of Rocky, Balboa, or any Bruce Lee movies. I'm all into it. Um, and and one of the quotes that Bruce Lee had was, uh, "It is not the daily increase, but daily de- decrease." Which means it's not having more meetings or more things to do every single day. It's about doing fewer things and doing it really, really. Well, so the challenge for every one of the podcast listeners today, this is an action item, everyone, everyone who's listening right now is today, just say no to one thing. I don't know. I don't care what that is and, and enjoy the power and influence that you will get a result of it because it is not standard. Everybody says yes to everything today. Say no to something that will give you more time or more energy on the areas that you want to focus on and see what happens. Love it. Sangram, as always, this has been fantastic. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for your time. And looking forward to doing this again next Wednesday, man. Let's do it. Thanks so much. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.